Otacon. 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 Meryl, do you think it's possible for love to bloom on the battlefield? No. I think it sounds like horseshit. Do you think it's possible for there to be a major crossover event film between the Transformers and G.I. Joe? I think we're going to see one soon. I do too, because apparently that's like the stinger at the end of the new Transformers Rise of the Beasts is uh, G.I. Joe. Oh, Duke's there? Duke the Dumpster Drozy. That's right. Dookie Man. Dookie Man. Dookie Man. Everyone's favorite G.I. Joe, Dookie Man. Dookie Man. Is that the. Oh, well, what's the stinger? I mean, is it Cobra? Dookie is it. Man. So I guess the, the man, the boy, the child, the human character in the movie. Uh. He gets like a exosuit and helps the Transformers save the day, right? You know, standard plot shit. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, some um, you know government military guys like, oh, I like the way you fight, boy. You fight like a demon. <laughs> and um, classic. He's like, hey, come, um, you want a job? And oh shit, it's actually secret GI Joe task force. Yo Joe. Yo Joe. You excited? No. Nah. <laughs> it's gonna be stupid as shit, man. Whatever, I'll watch it for free on the internet. <laughs> they have I don't know if they're to gonna I don't know if they're gonna make it to the sequel to be honest. I think Rise of the Beast is doing really bad, even in China where they love Transformers. I love Transformers and I can't stand any of these movies. What's Home crazy movies right. So I've known for I mean, a long time since, all the way back to the original 2007 Michael Bay Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, China, those movies did really well in China, right? China loves yeah. Transformers. But I like never thought about how that would manifest in like Chinese culture or, you know what I mean? Like what people's, Chinese people's relationship with Transformers would be. But I randomly watched some like um, Korean youtube series where they had one of the k-pop idols on there as you do when you're on youtube and um she's chinese and uh she like fucking loves bumblebee like pikachu or something you know what i mean like a classic iconic childhood figure like she's crazy about bumblebee she knew like all the transformer movies lore and shit and i was like this is not wheelie i was like this is just crazy to me because like fucking I don't know, maybe people in her age group in the United States, like in their early mid-twenties, maybe they're also have fond memories of Transformers, but I don't know. To me, it seemed as if, like, those Transformers movies, like, really were, like, kind of impactful in China is the vibe I got from it. I was like, God damn. I have a question. Those Transformers movies have lore? I I just mean, you know what I mean? Like, for, like, a 25-year-old woman... Yeah, to live like, in Korea, uh, to know Lord like all the spark and bullshit. That yeah, shit. to know like every character and plot detail of the Michael Bay Transformers movies is like this is fucking weird. <laughs> I guess it's not weird at all. There, I'm, there's plenty of people in the United States who have encyclopedic knowledge of bullshit, right? Bullshit movies, but I just you know, it's like I said, I I, I had never considered like how the impact of transformers movies would like manifest in the average chinese individual you know what i mean she fucking loves bumblebee everyone loves the bee they love the big old bumblebee he doesn't even talk no he uses the radio or something (laughs) yeah they they did that to do like an et thing right 
So the kids would be like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. Yeah, because they talk, they can't be friends. I mean, that's really what it was, right? Is That was like the, the choice they made for Bumblebee in the first yeah. Michael Bay movie. Is like, oh, we got it. This is the character that's for kids. He'll be cuter if he doesn't talk good, right? Yeah, well, things that don't talk good are cuter. Look, yeah. <laughs> example, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks, E.T., uh, Gary Busey, <laughs> Nick Nolte. All the old uh, white men. All the old white men. They don't talk to you guys. They talk weird. Yes, and I'm the Incredible Hulk. Uh, I was a Hulk, and you're a Hulk now, too. We're Hulks. Crazy that Ang Lee made that movie, huh? It is. Every time I ever wrote that movie, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, you know who made that? Ang Lee. Pretty anom- anomalous for his filmography. But then um, Life of Pi, I guess, is like a, a special effects spectacular, right? Was it like a 3D movie? Sorry, I cut off that. What was that? Was uh, Life of Pi. Oh, right? yeah. That was like I a special it, effects extravaganza. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's, um, uh, he can do it all, Ang Lee. What's your favorite Ang Lee joint? Is it Hulk? It's obviously Hulk. <laughs> it's obviously Hulk. Yeah, how could it not be Hulk? It's got yeah. uh, it's got that Australian in it. Um, Eric Bana. Yeah, Eric Bana. Eric Banana. Uh, no, it's my favorite is Brokeback Mountain. He's got a lot of bangers. Now that I think about it, so Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, obviously. Uh, the Ice Storm is pretty interesting. Remember, like the late '90s when uh, there's a lot of movies. This is this is going to be kind of relevant to the movie we talk about, actually. But there'd be a lot of movies that were like the American Dream, suburbs, but just under the surface. It's uh, the, the darkness lurks, the malaise, you know, like uh, yeah, American Beauty, happiness, the ice storm. I wonder people should start making movies like that again. <laughs> It's under the surface of America. It's not all the land in milk and honey. Did you know? There's actually bad shit that happens in the suburbs. No, I'm pretty sure it's just land in milk and honey. That's why we call it that. We'll get to the the, the podcast momentarily. I'm just looking at Ang Lee's filmography here. It's a mess. <laughs> what are you, what's going on here, England? So, like... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Yeah, he has like what was like then the, the Hulk. Eat, drink, pray, love. No man, it's Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. That movie yeah, rules. That's uh, that was like he when he was getting started, part of the uh, Taiwan uh, Taiwanese New Wave. But uh, go, Crouching Gemini Tiger, man. Was Crouching that, Tiger, Hidden Dragon, huh. Hulk, Brokeback Mountain, Less Caution. Taking Woodstock? What the fuck? I don't know if I've ever heard of that one. Life of Pi, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, and Gemini Man. What the hell happened to you, man? Who doesn't love Gemini Man? We need to send this guy. We got to send this fellow back to Taiwan. Not in like an aggressive anti-immigration way. <laughs> I just mean, go make like a interesting movie again, my friends. Oh, well. What can you do? Uh, cry and and hopefully does better. We can only hope. I'm sure after the success of Gemini Man, Hollywood is just beating down the door, down the door for Hong Lee. Please make another film. Oh, uh, Gemini Man too. <clears throat> well, what can you do? You can join us on the content sewer and watch Netflix original films. I'm Tiger's Kyle. My boob and booty's hot. 
Um, that's Sean. My boobs and booties are hot as well. How's it going? Perhaps yeah, even my, hotter. My boob, my boob and I, booties. I don't know that my boobs and booty can get any hotter. They might be the hottest boobs and booties that ever existed. Could be. Could be. It's Pride Month, baby. So, uh, you want to watch some gay shit? Gay shit? Some gay shit. This is my month. Pride Month is all about me. The heroic. I'm just trying to have it myself. The heroic straight boyfriend of several bisexual girls. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm gay for pussy. I was the most Look heroic man. I was the most heroic cis white straight man at all the pride events I've gone to in my life. Yeah. They said, you're so brave for being here with your hot ass bisexual girlfriend. I said, Here's I know. a sticker. said, I know. Sometimes I even allow her to make out with other girls at parties. That's how brave I am. And they clapped. And they said, one day, one day you're going to be on a podcast during Pride Month. And you're going to make us all proud by talking about the Netflix original film, the half of it. You don't know the half of it. You don't know the half of it. Rest in peace, Cormac uh, McCarthy. Um, his Blood Meridian is going to become a bestseller for the first time ever. All because he died. <laughs> <laughs> All these people that supposedly read it, mm-hmm. like, gosh, buy it and then not read it. <laughs> it's a it's a hard book to read. It's got a lot of um I think devastating stuff in it. It's definitely as hard as I mean, not just content wise, and I think prose wise, it's as hard as a book to read. Yeah, I guess so. For American readers, where once again most people are functionally illiterate, it's probably going to be pretty difficult. But actually, I think. For me, the road is harder to read, not because of like difficulty, the prose, but just because of how um, sad it is. No, more just like Freak. how blunt the language is yeah. in it, right? Because he he's really um, what's uh, the word in your face about it? Like or, Ernest uh, Hemingway, honest. you know? Yeah, really, I mean, like a short and to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like cheap with the words, cheap with the prose. You know what I mean? Or uh, yeah, we stingy. Yeah, he's stingy on the prose. But I like Blood Meridian. Uh, I guess a lot of people are going to get 20 pages into it and probably not finish it. And if they do, well, shit, man. Good for them, right? They're going to be in for a devastating time. I always get uh, the opening of Blood Meridian and uh, Christmas Carol confused. So it's like he was a boy to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) The craziest thing about Cormac McCarthy is um, he's from Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, you know, you, you seem like, like he grew up in uh, he's like a cowboy in Mexico or Arizona or some shit. He, well, I mean, he yeah. lives in New Mexico now, but well, he doesn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he died Got in him. New Mexico, that's for sure. I like Blood Meridian a lot. Uh, no Country for Old Men's good, of course. And the Rose, uh, all the pretty horses, I don't remember very well. You think, um, Blood Meridian's his best book? I don't know. I think that's probably the consensus among critics. The Rose, my yeah. favorite of his. I haven't read either of his two new ones. <clears throat> What's it like reading The Road being a father? Are you uh, like, oh, interestingly man. enough, I read it like uh, like six months after Ryan was born, and it was mm. I read it in, in like straight through in one day. It was it was fucking devastating. Like, I cried I a little bit. It's got kind of um a good sort of message at the end though. Like despite all the devastation, you carry the flame. And like maybe that's what it's important about being a father or a parent or a human being is just guiding 
your ward to you know carry the flame to believe in something right you know what i mean it's not it's not all bummers <laughs> it's a, yeah but it's a, it's kind of a big bummer yeah everything sucks until like the very end and you're like yeah you know what yeah, yeah there's a little flame, hope man. here yeah we got yeah. some hope yeah people have survived worse uh oh man corn mccarthy huh maybe i'll read blood marine again i'm not very good at reading books anymore i feel like yeah, i'm pretty good at like falling asleep while room, reading yeah. books what's that all about uh you're getting old you're smoking too much pot smoking too many doobies so yeah, hopefully man I, I finally get to do my test to see if i can be a member of the cybernetic super lovers no they hopefully just switch you with a thing. mask yeah cybernetic super lover if I get better sleep, then I'll be better at making love. Making love. All right, enough of that bullshit. Yeah, let's talk love. about some let's real. Let's talk bullshit. about making love. Talking about making love. High school students—they don't understand their feelings. Dun, dun, dun. It's just confused with a it's lot another of hormones. one of those movies. Yeah, you're like, oh, platonic friendship love is it romantic love. Blah, blah, blah. Am I gay? Am I straight? I don't know. Figure it out. Just you know, get into your twenties, go to house parties, and figure it out. Yeah, stop bothering me. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Why are you making these movies? They, they don't fucking they don't mean, make them is, like they used to anymore, huh? This one's okay. Yeah, it's fine. I it's um it's Garden State Core, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that vibe. Well Garden State Core. I'm trying to think of like other examples in that vein, but like I don't know. If people listen to this podcast they're potentially around our age, they know what I'm talking about. Garden this, State Core. A little rough. like um yeah, a little mumblecore vibey uh indie aesthetic even though it's not independently produced you know just uh feelings but like not um subversive or challenging in any way it's not like a gray like uh, arky movie or you know what i mean like an actual like cool ass like queer movie it's not challenging any really norms or anything it's just uh playing it real safe because it's on netflix Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. Uh, it's written and directed by a woman by the name of Alice Wu, and the main character's name Ellie Chu. Do you think it might be semi-autobiographical? Uh that's what I always believe when these movies come out. Yeah, I don't um, think they move, these movies really uh, come out unless they're uh, somewhat autobiographical. She's directed a few other, a couple other things, but yeah, I was thinking like usually these type of movies, it's like you, this is your one big dream project, uh, your autobiographical. I'm working hard to get this made, and then it gets dumped on the Netflix. So you don't ever get to make anything again. But I don't feel too bad for it because um, she studied computer science at MIT and Stanford University. So um. She must not be very good at it if she's making movies, though, huh? Well, I was in a similar vein. I was thinking, like, why is this fucking nerd making movies? Got too many nerds making movies nowadays. I've talked about it before. Like, all these, like, kissless losers that all they know is movies. And you know what I mean? Like, J.J. Abrams and, like, his whole cohort and Joss Whedon a little bit. You know, everything is just through the lens of movies. They're just fucking nerds. You know what I mean? To be really good at making movies, you had to, you know, actually live life, maybe read some books, listen to some music, you know? You gotta be more than 
than movies because if it's all you got is movies you're a fucking weirdo like jj abrams you, know I mean? <laughs> you feel me no 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 he's 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 probably a great guy yeah well she did at least uh go to college um mit stanford those are those uh you could maybe you could like have uh unprotected sex at those colleges probably right uh yeah i'm pretty sure that people are getting down on, on basically any college yeah it's just weird though because that is like <laughs> big time nerd school <laughs> my team look at them also you must come from generational wealth oh we're really lucky when smart but crash cash strapped teen ellie chu agrees to write a love letter for a jock she doesn't expect to become his friend or fall for his crush she already kind of has a crush on the girl stupid yeah, ass synopsis stupid ass she Dumb. she's also not really cash strapped she just like needed 50 dollars for like the um electricity bill right she's got pay yeah her. i mean it also doesn't make it's kind of makes it seem like her dad does have plenty of money just doesn't like dealing with he yeah, just doesn't want to call him uh he doesn't like to speak to them because they say his accent's too hard to understand or maybe he just doesn't really feel comfortable speaking in english would probably be the in universe actual answer because um, in reality he doesn't have a bad accent at all that man was in fucking the matrix movies <laughs> <laughs> what's his name in uh matrix movie i remember it's like a biblical thing isn't it they're all blink weird names let me check it's probably Abraham, it's on imdb for sure joseph yeah his name is seraph like seraphim i guess it's not biblical but you know like sans serif yeah, seraphim are like those are like the little angel babies, right? Those aren't those seraphims, the little chubby baby like cupids. Wait, was that what they were called? Yeah, I think you're right. A seraph, an angelic being regarded in traditional Christian and angelology as belonging to the highest order of the ninefold celestial hierarchy associated with light, ardor, and purity. Nice, nice, nice. Nothing nice. more, you know, there's nothing more pure than ardor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what you're saying. A little ardor, huh? You got yeah. a little ardor for the dames, you know. You feel me? You feel me, partner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> me and Ellie, too. We're, 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 you know, cut from the same cloth. We really like it at dames. <laughs> I like a dem and they like they a like me. me. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, Leia Lewis plays our protagonist, Ellie Chu. I guess it could be Leia or Leah. I don't, you know, L E A H. I don't ever know how to pronounce that just from reading it. What do you think, Leia? Leah? Leah? Leah. She was adopted from a Chinese orphanage as an infant. So now okay. she's in glorious America. What was, um, so like that, was that the hot thing to do for a while is to adopt Chinese children? I think it still might be. Didn't China put a kibosh on it though? I don't know. They just said, "Hey, stop taking our babies." <laughs> no Chinese babies for you. Well, we were like, "Hey, you can't buy any more of our real estate in the Bay Area," and they're like, "Fine, you can't any more of our babies." <laughs> the cool thing about this movie, I was thinking, uh, there's an ongoing gag where the other kids, because um, she's Chinese, well, we'll, we'll they live in uh, was it Squamish or some shit, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's the type of town where, in the hands of another director, this movie could have been about a young girl being like, horribly murdered. 
it's like a small town with the evil lurking under it. That's the vibe I get from it. It's a real Twins Pe- Twin Peaks sort of situation. <laughs> but um, uh, she's a bit of an outsider because of her ethnic origin, right? So all of her uh, classmates and stuff. They, her? They, Emily, choo, they're always like, choo-choo, like a train, right? Like, chug chug choo choo And I was thinking, like, it's not, like, terribly offensive or mean you know what i mean it's not like a horrible thing but i was thinking like they've got to have been saying that shit since like kindergarten right because it's definitely it sounds like something oh yeah they're used to it it just came out so easily and they just kept doing it didn't react to it most of the time so she uh she definitely heard it a lot yeah she's it's just like you're still doing that shit it's like god damn but i don't know maybe that's what small towns are like i think it's just like any any town kind of you know what i mean I don't people remember. People remember. I don't. I mean, not necessarily like the choo-choo shit, but like. Oh yeah, because I was gonna say when people we were remember up, stupid shit when they were growing up. Yeah, when we were growing up, oh, uh, it wasn't like you get beat up for that. But that's well, it was also we, like, like a different neighborhood. Yeah, it was like not, uh, you know, it was shocking to hear an Asian name. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. oh, okay, that's pretty normal. This is a bit much different scenario if like some kid rolled in named Gaylord though, right? <laughs> That's like what Gaylord? That's a fucking name. <laughs> it's not a, it's, no one believes that's a name. <laughs> yeah, but like fucking, no one was worried about fucking winds walking around or anything like that. Fucking, who cares, man? Fucking. But I guess it's I can wins. see that happening. No losses. No love loss in Squahamish. Squahamish. Hamish. Fun word to say. Squahamish. Squahamish. What do you? What is that? Where could that even be? I said it at one point. Are they like in? I don't know. It just feels like it should be like. It's a real town. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's in Washington. Sure. Washington State. Yeah. It really could be Twin Peaks. <laughs> Guahamish, Washington, is a census a census designated place. <laughs> Not a city or a township or anything. The census designated place. Well, Quahimish. I live in a place that's not a city or a township, so. I guess that's true. We didn't have polices until a couple months ago. I guess it's like been a year now. Well, they bought the the police cruisers like a year ago. We haven't didn't have cops until recently. Now I see them all the time on the, all the way on the way to the gym. I see them all the time now. Yeah, I was just on one today. Stupid ass pigs. Yeah, they're always hiding in the little alcoves of the neighborhoods trying to stop speeders. Ain't got anything better to do. Just like in Squamish, I'm surprised there wasn't like any run-ins with the cops in this movie. But they didn't really get up to any like teenage shenanigans. There's only like that one party they go to. In Squamish, I was thinking it was going to be like Idaho, Iowa, more western states. Yeah, like a more I flyover mean, place. Parts of Washington are uh, basically like that. Well, isn't like Washington split down the middle, like towards the coast is like where the Seattle and like all the regular shit is and then the other side is like mountainous and full of um nazis and uh militants hiding in the mountains and shit right i don't know if they're hiding ruby rich isn't that in washington wasn't that what's going on like fucking weirdos living up in the mountains oh no that was idaho same yeah same shit same shit <laughs> <laughs> they're right next to each other <clears throat> and that movie uh, i showed you the other day uh green room they were in like washington or oregon right Something going on in the Pacific Northwest. It just tons of Nazis. 
I actually understand Oregon because Oregon was started as a whites-only settlement, so it makes sense. There's a bunch of stupid Nazis out there. That spilled over. That's a problem. And spilled over into Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and Squamish, Washington. Um, oh yeah, so Ellie Chu is the main character. Um, she is uh, had Chinese parents, immigrated to the United States. She's very much an outlier in the very white, small, rural Washington, apparently uh, census-confirmed place. <laughs> And um, she doesn't really got any friends. She's uh, filling out people's papers, writing their essays for money. Uh, hella smart, of course. Her mom's dead. Uh, her dad um, didn't seem to ever get over that. We got another sad dad movie. Sad dad. Another sad dad. Sad Wish Chinese dad. About him. It's like we did a sad uh, Chinese dad double feature. Except for this yeah, guy was really from Taiwan. Uh, yeah. Um, so the Taiwan not part of China? I mean, is it not? Is it not? Pretty sure it's not. Pretty sure uh, both Taiwan and China say it is. They just disagree about which government is right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she, this boy, this uh, real doofus of a boy, <laughs> just uh, the 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 soul of a dog trapped in a teenage boy's body. Yeah, this is a real golden retriever of a child. Yeah, this the biggest doofus you ever met. In a, in a film in the hands of another director, shocking twist, he would have been the vicious killer. <laughs> but this, this is movie, the movie Kyle wants to make. Twin Peaks 2, I'll call it. Still peaking. <clears throat> yeah, but he's got a crush on Aster Flores, the coolest girl in school. And so she starts writing love letters for him. Uh, Ellie Chu does text in her for him. Blah, blah, blah. You get the gist. Third act trouble. Oh, no. She found out. And also, he kissed Ellie Chu because he's confused about his friendship feelings. He's like, oh, I think I love you. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you can love someone and just do, like, hugs and stuff. You don't need to be kissing on them and stuff, dummy. But he is, you know, dog brain. He's, Dogs, he's dogs try young. to kiss everybody. <laughs> What's what? Yeah, you can't be too mad at him. You're just trying to look faces. Yeah, dogs are always kissing and stuff. You know what it is. It's uh, I can't think of an exact movie the, with the exact same plot, but like several episodes of sitcom, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, it's, this is. You've seen this before. Mm-hmm. The twist on it, though. Whoa, Ellie Chu. She's gay. And she also likes Aster Flores. That's about it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there you go. That's the movie. The end. Um, I do like that um, it's not like all neatly resolved or anything. You know what I mean? Not everything works out perfectly for everyone. They're all just kind of like, all right, well, I guess we'll figure it out. But you know what's going to happen. Hanging and banging. They're going to come back on Christmas break, right? And they're going to have... A terrible threesome. <laughs> the most confusing. Yeah, just a real awkward, like, oh, there's periods of third wheeling for everyone involved. <laughs> it's going to be pretty strange. Perhaps their friendship will be able to recover from it. Who knows? Tune in for my sequel to this film, The Full of It. It's, it's X-rated. Yeah, they come home from Christmas break. Oh, they come home for Christmas break. All right. Oh, oh. Go, we're going to, I'll be coming home for Christmas. For Christmas. Baby. Oh. Uh, Aster Flores is, um, you know, she's like a movie, um, perfect girl sort of thing. But yeah, like, really. not what you're thinking where like, 
oh, you know, all-American girl who just loves Teletubbies, whatever. No, she's reading books because this is a not an indie, a not indie indie movie. You know what I mean? It's got to be like, hey, you you ever heard of the Shins? Or what do you, what do you think about William Faulkner? You know what I mean? Like real fucking freshman year at Stanford sort of <laughs> bullshit. Is that the, they're still doing it at Stanford, the Shins? Yeah, they're still listening to the Shins at Stanford, I think. <laughs> Shoot sooner, I guess. Have you ever heard of uh, Dido? You got to check out this album. It's called 69 Love Songs. <laughs> Hey, uh, do you know the uh, Postal Service? I don't know why I made that 69 Love Songs joke. That's, that's not one very the, good, yeah. That's one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> I don't want anyone to misconstrue that I'm talking shit about magnetic dudes. fields because I uh, fucking love the magnetic fields. Uh, yeah, but you get the gist. She's reading, like, um, you know, books and shit to talking about solipsism. I don't know if they mentioned solipsism. No, existentialism is what they, they she writes it on a whiteboard. Right, she's like existentialism. You gotta learn about this. Because occasionally she, he's got to go on face to face dates with her, but he doesn't ever know what the fuck he's talking about. So it's really awkward. He just looks really confused. <laughs> Eventually, when it's revealed, she's like, "Yeah, I had a feeling. I kind of pieced it together." And it's like, "Well, fucking no shit, man. <laughs> Definitely wasn't that dude. I had a feeling because like couldn't even spell his name right when he signed for the check at the diner we were at." Sign for the check. Paul Munsky. Munsky. I think what would have been fun is if they made sure that the majority of the town all had like Polish or Nordic names. Don't you think that'd be fun? <laughs> <laughs> They're all named like Gunderson and shit. <laughs> Bear Gunderson. Yeah, I don't know if that's like an ethnic group that's prominent in Washington. Though. Does it matter? In your version of this movie? No, in my version never, of the movie. That we're going to make yeah, this summer? Uh, yeah, in my sequel, they're going to go back and be like, oh, I forgot how German this town was. <laughs> oh, no, I thought we were going to do the murder one, the Twin Peaks one. Yeah, but it'll just also be like all the... Oh, it'll also be a three-way in it for some reason. They'll, yeah, they'll God. have... Like, oh, man, everyone's got really German names all of a sudden. Uh, uh, what do you think, huh? What, do you, what are your thoughts on the movie? Um, it was not as bad as I was expecting. Uh, I kind of enjoyed it. it. You know, it's a fun way to kill an hour and a half. I've, I've had worse experiences on this podcast. Yeah, you know what? Like on the scale of this podcast, this is a. Uh, it's not like a great movie, but it's, it's a solid. It's a it solid B much, minus to C plus. Yeah, much easier watch than some of the stuff we watched, huh? I think uh, Ellie Chu and Astor Flores would make a cute couple. They kind of like. We both know what's going to happen. Astor Flores is going to marry the uh, football star guy to please her dad. And neither Ellie Chu or uh, uh, Munsky the Moose will ever see her again. After their three-way, of course. Either that three-way is probably what drives her to it, right? She's like, man, you know what? This uh, trying to be a transgressive isn't working out for me. I should probably just get married. That's crazy, though. They're like, what? They got to be like 17. Or 18. 18 tops, yeah. And he's like, hey, you want to marry me? And she's like, seriously considering it? Like, when right. they go to that um, the church. hot spring or whatever, oh. and she's like, oh, I guess I'll just marry him, don't you think? And it's like, if she said that shit to me, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, you're 17. No, I don't think you should marry him. No one at 17 should be getting married. Or 18. You gotta be like 29 to get married. 
I don't know what you're talking about. He said the love poem. Love is is not patient. Love is kind. Where's that shit from? Is it from the Bible? Yeah, it's it's Corinthians. You've heard it at uh, yeah, like at weddings and shit. Weddings and shit before. Cliche. Love does not envy or boast. Uh, it's not arrogant or rude. It's a bunch of bullshit. That's uh, Ellie was right. It doesn't mean anything to me. (laughs) That's not what love is. I love fucking powerful, violent. Love is a a clenched fist covered in blood. Uh, you know what heart looks like? Clenched fist yeah, covered in blood. Because of Clive Owen, man. <sighs> Whatever happened to old Clive? I don't know. We're bringing mm. him back. He's Let's gonna bring be Clive in, back. Uh, He's gonna the be full in, of it. Yeah, full of it too. Half of it too. Full of it. It's also Twin Peaks too. At the same time, Clive Owen's gonna be the Kyle McLaughlin character. We'll call it instead of Agent Cooper, he'll be Agent uh, Pooper. Damn, I was going to say that, but I thought it was too obvious. <laughs> you got to be quick on your feet, but in your brain space on a podcast like this on the content sewer, you got to be fastest gun in the West, but with my brain, I mean. I'm the fastest brain in the West. <laughs> IMDb says that uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds song The Carney was in this movie. I don't remember that. I don't remember hearing that shit at all. Must have got cut. Where to stream coming of age LGBTQIA plus stories. Okay. That's a list on IMDb and editorial list. And just, you know, I feel like I had more to say about this movie yesterday when I watched it. And now I guess that's a complaint I can make about it. A lot of it, um, not that it was un, yeah, not that it was forgettable, but yeah, I guess it was forgettable. Just like un, uh, a little unsatisfying. There's not a lot of meat here, you know. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just kind of there's not a lot of depth to it. So it's a team not, movie that kind of pretends at having uh, has aspirations. Yeah, yeah, it's is it like aspiring to be Garden State, and Garden State is already kind of like you not know, it, a lot. Yeah, it was very. uh Garden State was a good movie when I was what is eighteen when it came out. I think nineteen, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so like you know, yeah, it's, uh, it has aspirations of being something bigger, but there's not really anything to it. It's not like a particularly novel concept. You know, it follows the regular beats. It's got all the same usual tropes. It's just a teen movie, some teen movie on Netflix. Um, but this is like, man, I spent quite a bit of time trying to find some gay shit to watch on Netflix for Pride Month. It's the gayest shit you can find, huh? Well, no, there's other stuff, but like, it seems even more like trite and derivative and frustratingly bland. I just was thinking like Zoomers, they've, all they've known is like cultural stagnation, huh? Isn't that scary? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they just love the same stuff we loved as kids. Yeah, there's not uh it's like nothing new is being produced anymore. Oppenheimer. What are you talking about? Oppenheimer. I mean Christopher Nolan, one of the, the most heartless filmmakers on the planet. <laughs> there's barely any soul in his movies. Very amazing technical film. He's talking you blew up a plane or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just soulless shit. It's like the, also, I can't of, hear a goddamn word people are saying sometimes. <laughs> Fix your sound mixing. 
That was the big, a lot of people's complain about Fincher back in the days. Oh, it's kind of cold and mechanical. And it's like, you just wait until Christopher Nolan comes along. <laughs> cold and mechanical, right? Uh, he's gonna, <laughs> you've never seen a Batman this dry, but you will <laughs> see a drier Batman. <laughs> Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Do you bleed? I still think that was cool that he had the voice modulator thing, though. Yeah, it was kind of cool. There's again, there's some cool elements to Batman vs Superman, but yeah, on the whole, it's very, it's a very uncool movie. Kind of like the half of it. Well, well I, I guess the half of it's not particularly uncool. Yeah. It's just uh, it doesn't really stick with you. I'm like watching the trailer on mute right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, I think it was a nice I don't touch. Remember half of it? Huh? I think it was a nice touch that they had uh, Munsky. Uh, they made sure to highlight that he played tight end because it's like, yeah, you get your tall ass out there and be a tight end. Because <laughs> he's like the tallest kid in their school for sure. Yeah, because in the trailer right now, they're showing him in a sea of other students. And it's like, yeah, fucking, who's this grown ass man? He doesn't look like a grown ass man. He's got a little boy. He doesn't. He's just like 6'5". <laughs> I think I'm pro this threesome, though, because watching the trailer again, it's like, you know, they would make a cute couple. Like all the combinations, I think. All combinations cool. work, you know? Yeah, this is why they, they need um romantic anarchy. I forget how the weird dorks are phrasing on the internet now. They're trying to... It's just a... They're trying you know, to they're, like, change they the vocabulary around uh, polyamory. Whatever the fuck they're called. Now they're trying to change the vocabulary around polyamory to make it sound like it's a radical political movement, right? Oh, that's or, stupid. We're deconstructing monogamy through anarchism or something like that. It's like, eh. I guess. I have a feeling that there probably is still some organic hierarchies that develop even a polycule, but I I guess there's nothing wrong with organic hierarchies. Anarchism is more opposed to um, institutional hierarchy. But if you have like three partners, you're going to like one of them more than the other, you know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Wouldn't it feel (laughs) shitty to get ganged up on? Be the one that's like the low man on the totem pole on the... Oh man, that shit has to happen too, right? Yeah, you know, I don't like, guys, like ugh, you I know, don't want to be like, dealing with that shit. What to a two person relationship is already hard enough. Damn, you know there is like the 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 fucking fifth wheel or whatever, where it's like everyone gets together and like they're talking shit of oh fucking Tommy. Uh, I can't believe you still have sex with Tommy. It's, oh, he's a nice guy. And it's like, pff, man, he can't even suck a dick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's one guy that like for sure he's like the bottom bitch. Or not, it doesn't have to be a guy. He, they, them, her, whoever. You know what I mean? They all get together. They don't all get together even. You, <laughs> you know, know if like you're that. the Tommy in the relationship, you know who you are. Yeah, you feel it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, I'm the fucking Tommy. Oh, man, I'm the Tommy. I think the um, crazy backlash on the internet to people experimenting with polyamory is, like, very extreme, too. Like, it does seem to belie people that are, like, kind of scared of non-monogamy but it's like no one's forcing you to do that but then they're like oh polyamory would be good if they weren't all such ugly shitty dirty mouth breathing pussy <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's like all right so you're pretty upset about someone else's someone else's lifestyle i guess <laughs> i don't know if um polyamorous people need to be on the pride flag though i'm not gonna push it that far oh <laughs> no i'll say it they don't <laughs> Put them on the pride. If you know what, put me you're on not, there too. You're not doing anything brave. Stop. Shut up. Go I'm, away. I'm doing brave stuff all the time. 
No, no, no. Polyamorous are not doing anything brave. No oh. one cares. I mean, there. How many I fucking people have been hung for being polyamorous? You know. They're gonna start doing it soon. What's that poem? First they came for the trade unionists <laughs> and the communists, but then, then they came for the bigamists. I guess it was bigamies through marriage, though, right? Yeah. Then they came for the uh, deconstructed monogamy through mm, anarchists. Anarchists, whatever. I guess the uh, they probably got a lot of anarchists with the trade unionists, to be honest. <laughs> feel like there's some some crossover yeah there's definitely there oh i'm actually an anarcho-syndicalist okay fucking uh get in the train buddy uh anyhow the half of it it well you know it was fine it was definitely if you have if listeners if for some reason you're forced to watch one netflix original film every week for a podcast or to prevent being tortured, or whatever sort of situation or circumstance you find yourself in. The half of it, not a half bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. But don't, I don't think you should go out of your way to watch it. I know yeah, I mean, if you have Netflix, like, and you got an hour and a half to kill, and you want to see a teen movie with some uh, some, some lesbian elements to it. A little bit. Even even yeah, just the lightest touch, too. You, you, you could go, you could do, go worse places. Yeah, um, but I mean, if you want to see some real shit for Pride Month, you you Greg, Arky, and watch any of his movies. John Waters, Liquid Sky, uh, Kenneth Anger. Fucking, there's much better shit. Happy Together, Wong Kar-wai is Happy Together. Well, I mean, that's why there's all these people, oh, it's too hard to torrent. It's unsafe. It's above. No, it's not. If you have a computer. That's one. Well, this the I swear the propaganda that studios came up with that slowly proliferated throughout the internet seems like the youngsters actually kind of buy it. It's like no, torrenting's easy, <coughs> it's safe. You're not gonna get caught, especially if you're downloading older shit. Don't worry about it. Just do it's it. VPN. Because like fucking Netflix. If you're paying, yeah, I know you basically have like recreated cable by having like eight different streaming services. That's how everyone lives now. You're just paying cable prices for like eight different streaming services, or whatever. Guess what? There's not good shit on any of those streaming services. Maybe occasionally, but like they don't have oh. the shit you really want to watch. Start torrenting and torrenting. That's it. That's all there is to it. I think you should know that uh, Disney has the 2008. Ang Lee Hulk movie on Disney Plus. So, oh, well, shit. Never mind. At least sign up for Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, because it reverted back to Marvel, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think I read that. Finally, Marvel will get to produce their own Incredible Hulk movie. Ten years too late. No, no. Trust me, it'll be good. It'll be good. It, um, this time it'll the Hulk will be um red red hulk red hulk's in it oh god don't i think they did they're doing that man they should do gray hulk what's his uh private detective name oh joe fix it i don't yeah he's, he's not a private detective he's like a gang uh a mobster a mafioso um muscle guy oh although he's a fixer that explains yeah. it oh they should do a movie about that though about that like story or whatever that's that'd be fun that'd be right. fun they're not gonna do that that'd be fun <laughs> no they won't do it because it'd be fun they don't um 
they would they, they want to continually produce the same product so it's safe safe that's not, fun. that's not fun first american retrospective of new queer cinema pioneer greg Arkey this september at mad oh this is all the way back in 2013 the resurgence of Greg Araki's Teen Apocalypse trilogy in the COVID nineteen era. Why didn't I hear about this? I don't know. What are you talking about? Well, the kid, the, the kids started to like Doom Generation. Dune. Doom. 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 So this was crazy. So, um, Greg Araki, a queer filmmaker, made a lot of explicitly queer films. The Doom Generation. Mostly like straight people in it, but since he's a queer filmmaker, technically a queer film, right? It's got some, I think, yes, it's got some transgressive stuff in there about sexuality and monogamy and stuff like that. There's more going on, it's like teen apocalypse. I don't know, I just watched the Doom Generation, it's a pretty good movie. Um, check it out. Well, you don't have to watch it for Pride Month, you just watch it whenever. <laughs> Interesting enough, the Doom Generation playing uh, in Tempe at the Majestic uh, the, June 24th. Well, holy shit, maybe it is a Pride movie. Right? Maybe they're like, you know what? Yeah. Hell yeah. Man, I don't f- know if I'll ever be brave enough to drive to Tempe again. <laughs> yeah, I don't That's a fucking long enough drive. I don't mean it? like brave. Uh, oh, geez. But like fucking, it's so far away now. Someone comes to come get me. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Especially if I'm going to the fucking Majestic. I don't like that theater. Do they update it? I don't know if I... The last time I would have gone there was, like, to see um one of the Nick Cave documentaries, like, six or seven years ago. Um, shit. Fuck. All right, the half of it. Letterbox. Let's read a few reviews real quick. Let's get the fuck out of here. What's your score for the half of it? I give it a five, five and a half. Yeah, five and a half. It's fine. It's a fine little joint. It's a Spike Lee joint. Let's see what the, the kids have to say on Letterbox. Kids love Letterbox. This was so good. The perfect coming of age slash coming out movie. The main character was captivating, and I really enjoyed following her. The side dude was also very cute. He's kind of dumb in a not annoying way. He was <laughs> a great arc, and it was nice to have a plot. Yeah, he's, he's a dog. He's a little yeah, doggy guy. He's a little dog boy. He's a little, he's a little puppy guy. He's like a corgi. Her identity is a second-gen Chinese immigrant. She got <laughs> this person put too many E's in it. <laughs> too many E's in Chinese. <laughs> Chinese immigrant. Chinese. It's also well-placed, doesn't feel forced, and has a purpose in the story without making it her one identity. I love the addition of her father's trauma, too. That's interesting that they felt the need to point this out um, because I guess that, that really is sort of a problem with characterization and writing today where like yeah if so most people aren't one identity right most people are a complex tapestry of um sort of if i may quote quote, uh, aquaman in his latest uh max commercial there's not just Mm. one you there's the you that you know doesn't say no and there's the you Mm. that laughs and there's the you that watches porn you know yeah do they have porn on max I don't know. Oh. It's HBO. They used to. Well, no, Cinemax had it, right? Well, didn't they have like taxi cab confessions and shit like that? Oh, yeah, but that's, that's, um, what, like uptown porn. You know what I mean? Like, uptown porn. She's not showing her bush or lips. Yeah, like porno chic kind of thing. 
where it's acceptable in polite society. It's a little bit of artistic bend to it. Uh, one letdown is that I really wish that we got to know the other girl's story and dive deeper into her world. Like, I get that we're following the lead girl, but still wanted to know her, too. Uh, they got that scene in, like, the secret uh, hot spring that's kind of, like, giving you insight into her life. They also show her working at, like, presumably her father's restaurant. And I her thought dad her father was the preacher guy. Who's a, dad, yelling at her dad, yell, dad yelling at her in Spanish. You get the vibes. You know what it is. Oh, was her dad the preacher, man? That's what I thought. I wasn't paying enough attention to the adults. Apparently, you weren't. It's just every time an adult comes to the screen, just for Pretty much. The fucking adults, they ain't got shit to say. Ever since I started watching all those Shinji Somai movies, I was like, I don't care about what adults gotta say. Yeah, fucking never trust anyone over 30. That's right. I don't talk to kids either. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> Ain't no one's got shit to say but me. I love how the theme of this film and everything in the film are connected. The composition of the frame and the characters that I like the most. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It has Words seven. that mean things. Sounding good and important. Together. It has seven likes. Seven other people understood this well enough to be like, I agree. This is Jojo Atkins' Gay Awakening film. What a review. Yeah. What a review. What a review. I'm crying. It wasn't even that sad, but I'm crying. This movie is so beautiful. So beautiful. There's a part where I got choked up a little bit. I can't remember what it was. Where dad was making uh, dumplings. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Genuinely shocked Noah Centineo wasn't chosen to play the romantic lead in this movie. Half star. Who? I don't know. Noah Centineo. I don't know who any of these people are. The half of it stands for the half a star given for the church engagement. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is. Oh, here's the review for you. As a Netflix original addict, I can say I've seen some terrible films, but this is one of the worst of them. Don't make realistic films that show the monotony of life. No one wants to see that. (laughs) It depends on how you make it. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, it's the monotony of someone else's life. What is the fucking... Was it Ebert or whatever? The movies are um, empathy machines. Whatever. This person sucks. I like movies that are just about other people's lives. God damn it. The most basic, shitty-ass, corny, and despicable excuse for a movie. But wait, she's actually gay, so it's a masterpiece. If I have to watch this shit for class one more time, I'm gonna fucking die. They're making kids watch this in class? They're not turning our kids! (laughs) They're grooming them. I think if I had to watch this movie multiple times for like yeah, school or whatever, I'd probably be like, uh, nah, I'm good. Nah, once is enough, dog. <laughs> I came in, came in expecting more and it gave me not what I wanted, so I didn't enjoy it. If you're just trying to watch a movie, it's fine, I think. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right, yeah. I like reading the letterbox reviews, right? Because a lot of times it's funny and it's you like get to think about try to imagine the person that wrote it, and a lot of times you get you have to like kind of fill in the blank based off maybe off context clues for why they didn't actually like it because no one on Letterbox is actually capable of like expressing 
actual criticism about a movie. You know what I mean? They're all just trying to do like, that sassy one-liner and hoping they can get, like, tagline on some fucking VHS copy that's never coming out, you know? <clears throat> I feel like I'm going to get my tagline on the VHS copy. If you pay $1,000 to the Patreon, I'll write a tagline for the VHS copy of your film. Or Sean will. Sean will do it. Sean will do it. Yeah, yeah Sean will do it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll ask uh, Chad GPT to do it. All the characters in this movie are overly quirky and uninteresting, especially Aster. The whole thing tries too hard to be quotable, and the dialogue is unnatural and awkward. She does I'm fall starting... into that manic pixie dream girl kind of shit, right? Yeah, like, yeah, she's just kind of like cool, arty girl, you know. I don't know if she's like manic pixie dream girl exactly, but it is like, um, I don't know if it wasn't written and directed by a woman, it like would be easy to accuse this movie of like male fantasy, <laughs> right? You know, well, it's just nerd. female fantasy, yeah, but it's like nerd female, like a uh, femme cell fantasy, I guess, right? Like. Oh boy, I wish when I went to high school there were some real cool dames there that were reading the same books as me and Me too. Really got me. I mean it's totally like uh a natural human inclination, especially creatively and stuff. And film inherently fetishistic. I don't really mind if people are just making like, you know, their own romantic or sexual desires no, and barely disguised fetish. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's all art. Works for me, brother. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, I, you could easily see that, like, yeah, she is kind of like a fantasy girl, right? I'm starting, and I hate Astro Club after this. Also, nothing really happens in the whole movie. So many better sapphic films. Well, like, what? Name them. <laughs> name them now. Go. <laughs> Fucking name them. Name them. Don't say blue is the warmest color. Oh, blue is the warmest color. That doesn't want to work. All I retain from this film is that Mr. Chu is the dad I need. Fuck them for reminding me I have dad issues. For that, you get half a star, not even a whole one. You guys got the ripping eyelashes out. Mr. What the fuck? You want to <laughs> hang out with your depressed dad and watch old movies? I mean, it's not ba- a bad life, but... That's yeah, not bad. That's what I do. I'm just not a dad. But I just be depressed and watch old movies. I'm not depressed really lately, so... I just watched all the movies. So you're like one third of Mr. Chu. Yeah. Queer baiting the movie. Mm. Um, not uh, really, I guess, right? I don't <laughs> know if I can jump fit to judge on this. I don't think so. I mean, it's uh, there's a queer person, a queer character in the movie who's expressing themselves as a queer person. It's not like you, you didn't get tricked <laughs> into watching it and like, ah, surprise, there's not actually any gay people in this movie. Uh, I'm sorry, but this trope is so manipulative. Oh, yeah, that's true. Straight up, yeah. <laughs> when they're them, like, her, like, secretly talking to her to get, you know what I mean? That shit is fucked up. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a tale as old as time, too. I mean, it's like a cute little sitcom trope or whatever, right? But, like... It being taken seriously in this movie, like when it gets to the third act trouble, whatever that plot beat's called in Save the Cat, I think it is like Troubles Coming or whatever, right? Dark Knight of the Sun. Yeah, they all have yeah. weird names for all that shit. Yeah, but when that happens and she's like, oh, this is pretty Breaks fucked up. It's like, yeah, that is, you know what? This would be really fucked up to do. Maybe both of them are crazy people. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the whole scenario is insane. Like, if you found out, like, two people were conspiring and writing love letters to you mm-hmm. to make you fall in love with one of them and the other one was secretly in love with you, I'd be like, you guys are fucking nuts. Neither of you should talk to me again, <laughs> and if you come near me, I'm going to get a restraining order. Yeah, but another way to look at it is... <laughs> They're really in love with you, yeah? yeah well, how much guys, love, you know what I mean? You guys are really fucking nuts for me. <laughs> from my nuts huh mm-hmm. what do you can, what do you say you fight it out the winner gets yeah. me or both of you is i got enough love for everybody so yeah, you can turn it on see so and make it a little a little hot a little spicy <laughs> <laughs> then you could have the most awkward threesome ever i already have had <laughs> <laughs> well that about wraps it up for the half of it stay tuned for the full of it the half of it too the other half of it with the sex the bad threesome and then it turns into twin peaks for some reason it removes main gun gunderson there's a dude in it is it's not a fucking jeff munsky or whatever anymore now his name's tor yes he's just i tor torson his name's tor ingvald (laughs) (laughs) so like i said i put in a lot of work Trying to find some like cool queer movies to watch for Pride Month uh, under the stipulation that they're Netflix originals. And um, I didn't want to watch any of them other shits. <laughs> they're all, all very much in the same vein of this movie, but like even more car commercially, heartless, unchallenging. That's what the Netflix you know? movies are all about. Yeah, so that- unchallenging, heartless, commercial mega blockbusters so that's it for pride month (laughs) (laughs) netflix killed it we watched the one yeah this is i don't know netflix better pump out like some good ones this year so that next year when it's pride month we'll have more options you think they release some during pride month you know no i think they're just really riding on their back catalog of movies that they have licensed rather than producing original films because um like most corporations uh netflix doesn't actually care about lgbt people you know what i mean (gasps) what yeah that one letterbox comment was kind of right in the sense that netflix has this movie to hopefully potentially tap into like any queer audience they can get but they don't actually give a fuck that's to say though the people who wrote directed acted in the film they weren't queer baiting <laughs> it was just netflix <clears throat> um but yeah next week though um we're gonna watch a movie that i think might actually be pretty cool i've been wanting to watch it for a while but then some theme the themes got in the way first it was romanza and then it was pride month romanza, uh, romanza didn't work out because romance is boring los campesinos check out the album and uh pride month didn't work out because um netflix hates gays so fuck it, we're moving on. We're gonna watch a movie called "I Am No Longer Here." Y'all know a stoyaki. You know a stoyaki. Y'all know a stoyaki. You know, want to know why I want to watch it? Yeah. Cause it's got a lot of stuff to do with cumbia. Cumbia. Okay. No, the style of music. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there is like a drug okay. element around cumbia because it's kind of like um. Uh, chopped and screwed type stuff, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. Houston, you drink lean and fucking listen to like slow down reverb shit, you know, DJ Screw. 
Um, it's a similar thing going on with uh, Cumbia, where it's like kind of slowed down and blah 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 because of you know drugs. But yeah, Yano Yano Stoyaki, we'll watch it next week. Should be pretty cool. Pretty cool, I think. Pretty cool, I think. Maybe not though. Netflix will always surprise you. You know, you think oh, that's a pretty good trailer. I don't see like the disgusting hands of capitalism all over it, aside from the Netflix logo. Maybe it'll be pretty good. And you go to watch it, and it's blonde. Oh god. Eight out of ten though. <laughs> blonde rules. Fuck the haters. Uh anything you'd like to add? Any big news? Anything you need to share with the the podcast, the crew, the family, our uh, our vassals? Our vassals, uh, you know, uh, if you're vassals, send send me money. You know? <laughs> send money, please. Uh, you mm. know, this working stuff and job stuff, not that great. Um, let's, uh, let's 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 get this cult going, huh? I would probably go to work at Amazon. That's how Gross. good things are going for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, baby. Pee in bottles. I love peeing in bottles. I love peeing outside, actually, but. Peeing in bottles, maybe I get used to it. It's not, it's not the same kind of freedom you feel when you're outside, you know? When you get a little breeze in the nighttime. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette at the same time, also holding a drink in your hand, maybe. Nice. You really painted a vivid picture for us. Yeah. Well, um, if you want to donate some money to us, head on over to VHSKVLT.com. <laughs> You can, there's a Patreon there to donate to, um, you also listen to the other podcasts and stuff. More importantly, though, more important than all of that, so that we can get the cult started. You gotta share the link with everybody. Tell your friends oh, and family. I was gonna say, kill Jared Leto. Specifically, your friends on the internet. Like, friends that you have that are, like, really online. That's who you want to give it to, cause like they're they'll post that shit, they'll talk about it, they'll even if they're like hating on it, it's still gonna get it out there. So any like super like hell online friends you have, make content sewer your new identity. <clears throat> if you know any trans women, give them the link. I think they'll be into it. They'll definitely. They spent a lot of time on the internet. It seems like I think that's the cliche. Go ahead, pass that link on to them. It's Pride Month. Um, I'm a brave ally dated several bisexual women let them know we're out here content sewer this is for the people content for sewer people. for the kids for the kids i guess that's it though um podcast over love you thanks for listening goodbye good night good luck yeah.